Wait, 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 wait. Don't skip ahead just yet. I know you were about to. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, then you'll love mine too. If you like podcasts that break down all of your favorite water cooler reality TV shows like The Real Housewives or big budget movies like Wakanda Forever, then this is the podcast for you. Subscribe to my podcast, Reality and Comics 2, and listen to episodes like my interview with Robin Dixon of The Real Housewives of Potomac or my interviews with your favorite bombshells from Love Island, USA. That's Reality and Comics 2. And I'm Kendrick. See you there. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. All right. I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And we are here with the cutest one, and that is Bridget from the Instagram account Literal Trash 2004 Hey, Bridget. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, I love this movie. I'm, I'll talk about it at any chance I can. So I'm glad you're here with us to talk about it. So for those of you listening, the movie we are talking about is Saved. I know a couple weeks ago, I just hit you right off the bat telling you I used to masturbate to the movie without telling you what movie it was. So, so I did not masturbate to this movie. The oh, movie is God. saved. <laughs> and Bridget is here to talk to us about it If today. you started off this episode by saying, this is another movie that I used to masturbate to, I may have just turned it off because we are past Donnie Appreciation Month. I'm done with the bullshit. And if this was a movie you masturbated to, then there are psychological issues. That will not be able to be covered here. I would just send concerning. you to see a professional. <laughs> no, we're safe this week. We're safe this oh, thank week. God. So this movie came out June eleventh, two thousand four. And do you know what day that is, Donnie? Just to cut you off right off the bat, that is just one day before June twelfth, which is my birthday. So this is a sign that Donnie Appreciation Month is actually officially behind us, and Chelchella is just around the corner. Now I'm still workshopping the title, but Chelchella 2022 is about to be lit. Okay, here's the thing. I don't want to not give you a month to celebrate since you were so welcoming to let me have a month to celebrate. Mm -hmm. But if the title is still a work in progress, that means it doesn't need to happen. (laughs) I like Chelchella. I think it's good. Bridget, do you take a month to celebrate your birthday? I'll take like a long weekend if I'm drunk. Like I'm not a big, She's drunk. <laughs> a big like birthday person. But what is your zodiac sign? I'm a Taurus. Okay. And I'm turning 30 this year. <gasps> so you have to yeah. do something big. But I know. Taurus I know. Energy. So you're going to get drunk and then you're going to be like, all right, that was fun. I want to just go like lay in my bed and watch movies and listen to music. And eat McDonald's. Yeah. That's my energy. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me. All right. Chelchella is fine. <laughs> I'll buy my yeah. ticket. And a uh, flower headdress, too. Mm-hmm. I'll just see what Vanessa yeah. Hudgens is wearing. I'll do the same. Also, <laughs> to set the scene of when the movie came out, when I was writing this outline, I wrote, it was a Friday, which we say every fucking week we say it was a Friday. And it just clicked as I was writing the outline today. Like, movies come out on Friday. That's <laughs> why every every single episode, we're like, it was June 11th. That was a Friday. <laughs> oh my God. Uh-huh. It, it normally is. Okay. So, it was a Friday. Uh-huh. It was a Friday. <laughs> Which was also the day Ronald Reagan's funeral was held. Okay. So that's fun. Fun. June 11th, 2004. <laughs> Just setting the scene. <laughs> yeah. Setting the scene. Burn by Usher was the number one song in the United States. And the top of the box office sprinkled in was Saved. Also, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Shrek 2, The Stepford Wives, Raising Helen, and Mean Girls. So June 11th, 2004. This was quite the line. All the yeah. movies see any of them in theaters maybe shrek definitely saw mean girls in theater. i saw mean girls and shrek too and the stepford wives well you know i was lined up midnight oh, showing god. harry potter dressed like on, dumbledore right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i forgot you were a potter well i didn't forget i just didn't want to talk about it but <laughs> i should have just left it out of the outline uh, I guess let's get it out of the way now, Chelsea, so we never have to talk about it again. Our nostalgia talk this week will be 
Harry Potter. And I know we're not allowed to like it now because yeah. she's a troll woman. It's so upsetting to me that somebody who created something that was like so important to my childhood literally has transformed into one of her villains and is Voldemort. However, I will say this is like my time to shine because I might not know the name of Mark Buffalo, Jennifer Gardner, but if you give me like an obscure Harry Potter fact, I can like tell you what book it's in, what house they're in. All the things. And I can't wait to sort you, Donnie. That's like my favorite game to play is to sort my friends into different houses. Okay, well, joke's on you because I spent some of my honeymoon at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando, Florida. So I know what house I belong in. (laughs) The fact that you went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter irks my spirit. And I haven't gone yet. That's like if Uh, there was a Cruel Intentions theme park and I went and you hadn't gone. Yeah, I know. But... You should have got married in Disney World then. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Also, we know that if there was a Cruel Intentions theme park, you would definitely have been arrested for like- Oh, yeah, for baby hermoning myself. <laughs> so what house do you think you're in? No, I want you to be wrong first before I- Okay, <laughs> on the count of three, let's say what house we think you're okay. in. Ready? One, two, three, Slytherin. Hufflepuff. Ah! Hufflepuff. <laughs> Oh, please. As a Hufflepuff, I love you, but you are not to sit at my table. Thank you very much. Bridget, do you know which house you're in? I have seen the first Harry Potter. I have read none of the books. (laughs) I'm like illiterate when it comes to Harry Potter. Well, by the end of this episode, after I get your vibe, I will sort you at the end. Okay, It's like truly my favorite game to play. And because Bridget just told you she hasn't watched the movies or read the book, she's not going to know what that means, but she will. I'll research it. (laughs) I'm like, I don't actually care. I finally get to talk about something I know about on this podcast. So I'm going to continue to talk about it. I forget when the first movie came out, but the books I was reading in middle school. And then when I got to high school, I stopped reading the books because I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is for children. (laughs) So then I stopped watching the movies as well. But then the last couple movies actually looked good. They were like fighting on bridges and stuff. So (laughs) So then I just skipped the movies in between for a little bit. I mean, I've caught up now. So when the books came out, I was like the same age as Harry. So the first like two books, my dad bought for me and we would like read together. And then that became something that I just, I would wait for like the midnight release. I was like that bitch in Barnes and Noble, like with the scar (laughs) on my forehead, like ready to get my book all in. My poor friend, I used to go on my family beach trip every year in July, which is usually when the books would come out because they'd come out on Harry's birthday in July. And Donnie's face just fell. Like, he's like, why the fuck did I introduce this as a topic? (laughs) But I would bring my best friend Allie every year on our beach vacation. And this poor girl, like the Harry Potter book would come out and I would ghost my friend for 24 hours until I finished it. Like, I'm like, have fun with my family, Allie. I'm going to be laying here on the beach reading my book. First of all, no. (laughs) (laughs) When did, well, you don't need to tell me the date, but when that like playbook came out, what's that called? Cursed Cursed Child. Child. Yeah. We don't talk about that. (laughs) I kind of want to see it on Broadway, but. if you got us tickets, my God. Oh, us. us. (laughs) I'm getting us tickets. (laughs) I was at my friend's graduation party. She was going to law school. She like rented a bar. Her family was there, whatever. But it was the night of the midnight release of the Cursed Child book. So she left her party to go to Barnes & Noble and pick up the book. (laughs) And then came back. I was like, at least it's an open bar, but still, good Lord. (laughs) Oh my God, I need to meet your friend. Oh God, no you don't. Oh, right. You keep your friends separate. (laughs) We're never going to meet. So, you know what? Let's just, I've had enough Harry Potter talk. Let's take (laughs) this conversation over to the community at (laughs) thedip.com. No, stop it. It's a great way to join the conversation, connect with your favorite content creators, and express yourself. So head over to thedip.com, that's dip with two Ps, and join in. We'll talk about Harry Potter. We'll talk about keeping your friend circle separate. We'll just talk about everything (laughs) we're talking about. So now, let's get into the reason we're here today, and that is saved. So I just have two little bits of trivia before we get into talking about the movie itself. Number one is a homeowner whose house was 
going to be used for important scenes, a church and a Christian rock band all pulled out of production when they saw how Christianity was being portrayed in the script. They were like, no, we thought this was a Jesus movie. We, we thought Candace Cameron was attached. We want nothing to do with this. I know. It's like, it's not a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Everyone yeah. thought it was going to be, and it's not. <laughs> Sorry. So because the real Christian band dropped out, the band that plays at the prom is not a real Christian band. In fact, it's a rock band from the 80s. Oh, fun. Yeah, that's fun. Now, not so fun. (laughs) I would have never seen the movie. Definitely not in theaters twice. Is instead of Mandy Moore, the role of Hillary Faye was supposed to be Anne Hathaway. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Wow. I can't picture it. I can kind of picture it, but I don't want to. Right. Were her and that other actress that was in Princess Diaries that you hate, were they like a package deal or something? They're best friends in real life. Are they? Uh Uh-huh. What's her name? Heather something? Heather Matarazzo. Look at me learning shit. I knew it. (laughs) Heather something. Chelsea Blair. (laughs) (laughs) But Anne Hathaway couldn't do it because of scheduling conflicts with Ella Enchanted. So... Guess Mandy won here, honey. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the stupid Cupid now? She was great in this movie. So good. She's the highlight. She is. For sure. And, well, we'll wait to say that. <laughs> we don't want to scare people away with me ugly shaming the cast, but oh, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Nice. <laughs> so, so let's get one step closer to me ugly shaming the cast. Bridget. We're going to set a timer. Can you give us a one-minute synopsis of Saved? I will try my best. Okay. Okay. The main character is Mary, and she is not a virgin. And her boyfriend comes out as gay to her, and she decides she needs to save him. So she ends up having unprotected sex with him. Uh, She gets pregnant. And then at school, no one really clocks that she's pregnant. And then iconic Mandy Moore's character, Hillary Faye, she is like <laughs> Regina George, but Christian. She's crazy. He tries <laughs> yes. to like save them. <laughs> then she vandalizes the school, blames it on them. And then they go to prom and then Mary has her baby. <laughs> <laughs> so much happens. Yeah, I think the script is longer than the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, I was writing this outline and I was like, this is all important. There's nothing I can gloss over. It's in 90 minutes. You know my stance. I don't think any movie should be longer no. than an hour and a half. And this movie is an hour and a half. And yet so much happens. <laughs> so That's much. the best. When I see a movie, it's like under 90 minutes or just 90 minutes. Oh my God. Perfect. It's the best feeling. Bridget, Perfect. we covered Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh. And that shit was like... 25 hours long and nothing happened. <laughs> and like nothing happened. Nothing. No. So it's always a joy when I see the timestamp at the start of a movie, especially a movie I have not seen, which Donnie, I hate to break it to you, but this today was my first viewing of Saved. Did you like it? I fucking love uh, this movie. So pause after so nervous i loved it i didn't know what to expect but i loved this movie it's so funny i saw it i think i was maybe like 12 or 13 when it came out and i was just like i saw it once and then i didn't see it for a while and then in high school i watched it again and i was like this is good because like i understood like when i was 12 i was like i don't know anything about christianity but like growing up oh my god it's so good it's so funny so good i saw it either right before or right after I graduated. I graduated June 2004. So I had not like officially left my church yet, but I stopped going. But like my heart still belonged to Jesus. So in the movie theater, when people would laugh at like parts that I didn't think were supposed to be funny, like Mandy Moore raising her hands, people were laughing. I was like, what is funny here? This is this is what I do. So it hits close to home uh, for you. <laughs> yeah. But now I watch it and laugh. But like in yeah. in the audience, I was like, oh, this just won't do. I bet that you're not alone <laughs> in that experience, though. Oh, no. Yeah. And I also really liked that nobody was a... F- I mean... Hillary Faye is pretty awful, but like mm-hmm. you still understood why she yeah. acted the way she did. 
Yeah. So let's jump in. And Bridget, you already gave us a synopsis, so I'm just working off what you said. <laughs> Mary is a member of the Christian Jewels, and they're kind of like the pink ladies for Jesus. <laughs> and the, during the summer before her senior year, her boyfriend comes out to her as gay because they're playing a game underwater where they tell their secrets. But before she gets to tell hers, he says, I'm gay! So, <laughs> so I am going to use this as a time to tell my comment out story since we never watched a gay movie yet so (laughs) any chance to talk about myself i would love to (laughs) i did not come out underwater but i was at the pennsylvania state thespian conference and this boy from another school liked me i thought that that was going to be your whole story i came out as gay when i was in the pennsylvania thespian conference that's it that should have been enough perfect For those that couldn't put two and two together after that, (laughs) I needed to do a little more work. So this boy from another school liked me. And his school, I wanted to transfer there, not just because he went there, but they were the high school that like got to be the first high school that performed Rent. They got to be the first high school that performed Les Mis. Was this the horse play high school? Yes, yeah, that high school. (laughs) (laughs) They they did Equus, which, Harry Potter, circles become circles. So Mm -hmm. anyway, he was at the thespian conference, and he liked me, and he, like, told me that. And I was like, sorry, I'm not gay. So then I went back to the hotel, and then... I was like, wait a second, I think I like him too. So then I came out to these two girls from my high school, and I was like, there's a boy that likes me, I think I like him too. They were like, go for it. So then the next day I told him, I changed my mind, I am gay. And then, and then he was like, well, that's cute, but you're in 10th grade, I'm a senior. I don't think it'll work. So then I came out for no goddamn reason. He just but liked at, the yeah, chase. At this point, I couldn't like, put stinker. the Pringles back in the can. So then <laughs> after that weekend, I cried to my parents and they were like, what's wrong? I said, you have to guess. So, so then so then my dad was like, are you on drugs? I was like, no. He's like, did you get someone pregnant? I was like, no. And then he laughed when he said it, but I think that's because he knew. He's like, are you gay? I said, you got it. Oh. <laughs> And that's my coming out story. Wow. Drugs, (laughs) teen pregnancy, or gayness. All the same, really. (laughs) Uh, Did anyone ever come out to either of you? Or did you have to come out? So I came out recently as bisexual, which is awkward to do as a woman in a straight presenting monogamous relationship. Because it does kind of feel like you're just being like... I would have sex with women too, if I could. I know it's part of your identity, but it's also like, it just kind of felt like, what's the point really? But I've had a lot of people over the years come out to me, but I think the time that I fucked up the worst was when I accidentally insinuated that my brother, who has never given any indication that he's gay, I like kind of insinuated that I thought he was gay because he had gone through this like pretty bad breakup with this girl that my family loved. And then he didn't date for a while. And then he started dating and he's dating his now fiance and her name is Sam. (laughs) But he was like so fucking squirrely about it when he first started dating her because my family, there are no boundaries. We were all very involved in his other relationship. And I see now that he was just being protective of this new relationship by not giving a lot of details. But I blame him because he would say things like, I'm seeing this person. I really like this person. I'm going to go see Sam and never said any pronouns. So I was trying to be like inclusive. And so I was like talking to him because I hadn't met her yet. And I was like, oh, like, I'm really excited to meet them. Like, you know, so is Sam a woman or a man? Like, just like trying to like open up the conversation. And my brother was like, Chelsea, what the fuck? She's a woman. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? And he like left in a huff. And I truly was like, I turned to my husband and was like, why is he being like such a little bitch about this? Like I was trying to be inclusive. And my husband was like, Chelsea, you just like basically tried to get him to come out to you. And he has given us no indication over the years that that is anywhere like on his radar. And I just thought that I was being a sweet older sister, just being inclusive, just in case. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh, my God. Bridget, do you have any stories? 
I've had one of my best friends now, but we met actually at CCD, which is like Catholic Sunday school, whatever. Very familiar. Yep. Yeah. But it was always on like a Wednesday at like 7 p.m., <laughs> like 7 to 8. And then I needed to watch like American Idol. So I'm like, I need to get home. So I was just like, hurry up, get me out of here. But I met one of my best friends there. And then we went to high school together. So I think it was like early ninth grade, must have been like September. And he was like, um, have you ever heard of like Zach Efron? I was like, yeah, because like High School Musical just came out. And he's like, well, I have a man crush on him. And I've never told anyone that I have a crush. And I was like, oh, well, I'm proud of you. Good for you. So like that was his way of coming oh. out to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was very sweet. That is very sweet. Was your friend's name Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> so Mary doesn't want her gay boyfriend to go to hell. So when Hillary Faye, who is like the Rizzo of the Christian Jewels, explains being a born-again virgin to Mary, Mary knows what she has to do. And that is sleep with him to save his soul and then ask God to restore her virginity. Unfortunately, his parents find his gay porn stash anyway and send him away to Mercy House, which is like a rehab center for sinners. Now, I have to talk about their strategy because when Mary comes to knock on the door to like pick him up for school only to find out he's been like shipped off to Mercy House, why was that dad just walking around with that gay porno magazine that he definitely (laughs) knew his son was jerking it to? (laughs) Surely he could have just been like, hey, listen, we found some magazines. He's praying the gay away. Don't worry about it. But he's like sitting there like holding it as proof. And it's like, I don't know if I would want to touch that. Yeah, you would think he would like, like, ah, I'm like, run out. Like, why would he pick it up and take it with him? Yeah, it has to be sticky. Uh. <laughs> If you're a parent that would send somebody there, you wouldn't just openly tell them that's where he was. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's with They'd be like grandma. ashamed. Yeah. Right. Well, it does seem like everybody does their stint there. Yeah. It's kind of like the four seasons of, of sinners. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, you, oh, they're at the mercy house. They've been shipped away. <laughs> and I love that Mary on her computer, she goes to askjeeves.com and just types in gay and it brings her to like mengettingrams.com. <laughs> And she's just oh. staring at it. And the sound effect. <laughs> Ask Jeeves is such a throwback that that was our original <sighs> Google. Like, what a hilarious moment in time where we were literally going to Ask Jeeves things. <laughs> yeah. When you see it in a movie, you're like, oh, I know this was set in like 2002 or like 2004. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and you literally had to ask it a question. A keyword wouldn't do. <laughs> like, you were talking to a psychic. Chelsea, <laughs> I am petrified to ask you this oh, question <laughs> you know who plays hillary Faye's brother jesus right? christ donnie i hope you get <laughs> saved yes like i know that my face blindness knows no bounds but like yes macaulay culkin i'm not an idiot no bridget and so she is showing <laughs> off right now this Thank is like you. when your dog humps a wall or something <laughs> to show you like oh we have company Chelsea, <laughs> I'm lost in that metaphor, but let me stop humping the wall for a moment. Okay, ta-da. Chelsea said she hopes that Mark Ruffalo gets more work. And I said, he's been the Hulk for the past like 18 years. So I want you to know that she is pretty bad with her face blind. Well, the Harry Potter reference at the start of the episode gave me strength. So here I am. So she knows Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> You know, Mandy Moore, you know, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I knew the Heather lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's three for three, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the main girl, Mary? No. Yes. Yes. No, I do. I recognize her pointy teeth. She was in the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, she was in the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Right, Thank you. Good. I thought because you're a Harry Potter girl, you weren't a Hunger Games person. No, I read any young adult novel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. Donnie's like, and I will be emailing the dip my letter of resignation after the show. Thank Not you. mine, yours. <laughs> so at the first church service of the year at American Eagle Christian High School, the Christian Jewels perform, Pastor Skip does backflips, and Cassandra, the only Jewish student, gets called out for pretending to speak in tongues. And this was the scene that people were laughing at that I was like, I don't know what is funny here. <gasps> Pastor Skip doing backflips, that <laughs> seems so cool. Sign me up. He's like, who's that with G-O-D? I loved his name too, Pastor Skip. I don't know. Yeah. It just it has a ring to it. it. I love it. <laughs> I would like go to his rectory or whatever it's called. 
Is that what it's called? And I would say, like, Pastor Skip, I need to talk to you. About what? I don't know. I'm not coming out to you. I don't want to go to Mercy <laughs> House, but, like, anything else. I don't like the cafeteria food. I don't know. And his son. I do need to talk about Patrick for a second. Did you notice the shirt he wore that said Jesus, but it was written, like, ACDC? ACDC, yes. Yeah. That was yeah. when I used to go to Creation Festival, the Christian music festival that mm-hmm. I have talked about before. I would buy a t-shirt like that. Not the... ACDC one, but like a Christian <laughs> merchandise every time I went, sometimes more than one. My favorite was like got milk and it said, got Christ, it's hell without him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I wanted to wear it to the summer camp I went to, which was a Jewish summer camp. And my mom was like, you cannot wear that. <laughs> so you, you were the Christian version of Urban Outfitters. Oh, yeah. That, that is insane. I had another shirt that was like a comic strip, and it said Moses' first birthday, and it was a baby in a baby pool spreading the water. It was so cute. <laughs> Meanwhile, my graphic tees during this time, because graphic tees had a moment. In the early aughts where it was like all the celebrities were wearing the most ridiculous shit. Mine was like I had like Idaho. No, Utaho. (laughs) Oh, I had some of those too. I had everyone loves an Italian boy. I had if if it swells, ride it. It was, yeah. (laughs) I think I had like the everything's bigger in Texas just because Hillary Duff had it in that music video. So I'm like, I need that. And then there's one like getting lucky in Kentucky, Uh I think. I like that one. So any kind of geography shirt you would have. Right, yeah. <laughs> Big on A geography. child of the world, our Bridget. <laughs> See, now that's how I am now. Like if a celebrity wears it now, forget about it. Sign me up. During quarantine, when they were all wearing tie-dye sweatsuits, I bought two immediately. I was like, if Ashley Tisdale's doing it, so the fuck am I. (laughs) (laughs) So Mary and her mom watch a Lifetime movie about a woman with cancer who originally thought her missed periods and morning sicknesses were because she was pregnant. Uh, But now she had cancer. But (laughs) Mary realizes, hey, I'm missing my period and throwing up too. So she takes a home pregnancy test and discovers she's pregnant with her gay boyfriend's baby. But I want to pause on that for a second and talk about Lifetime movies because like now they're all Lifetime movies. But remember in like the 90s and early 2000s, they were just on like NBC, just like a made for TV movie of the week. Yeah. And like actual actresses and actors were in it. Like, yes, good ones. (laughs) Yeah. Like, can't. I mean, you said good ones and I'm going to say Candace Cameron and Zach from (laughs) Saved by the Bell. But like it was people that you were used to seeing on the shows you watched anyway. And then they Mm -hmm. were in like these dark ass like Zach from Saved by the Bell killed somebody. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart was, you know what it. This wasn't Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Sophie's Choice is a phrase for a reason. Was that a made-for-TV movie? I think so, or I just a movie. So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's like, like an wait, Oscar-winning did, I was like, didn't it win an Oscar? <laughs> oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> I thought Sophie's Choice was <laughs> like an after-school special about abortion. No, Sophie's Choice. So- <laughs> What the fuck movie are you talking about? Sophie's Choice is Meryl <laughs> Streep and Kevin Klein and about a Nazi concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> so I need I to- literally have never seen this movie. I've also realized that I just <laughs> in my mind. Damn it. I was doing so good there with knowing Macaulay Culkin. And now I've just shown my whole hand to Bridget. Okay. <laughs> In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, this movie was like an after-school special about abortion, and he, she had to make a choice. It was a tough choice for Sophie. Oh, God. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash one. See you there. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. 
Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code cute one right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Well, changing gears really quick. This doesn't have to do with a Lifetime movie because clearly I'm (laughs) unfamiliar. (laughs) But the weird like Christian propaganda I consumed is so interesting to me. Like, obviously, we've talked about my seventh heaven, Mm -hmm. just obsession growing up. But also this show that was a fever dream that I still to this day have not met a single person who also watched, which I'm hoping, Donnie, because our Christian roots sometimes align in this way. Did you ever watch Touched by an Angel? No, I didn't. My mom and I watched it. Not ironically, just watching the show where it's like, it's me, an angel sent from the Lord. <laughs> Were they British in that? Irish? No, that was, an, that was an Irish accent, Donnie. Were they all Irish? No, there was one redhead that was Irish. There was an older black woman. And then there was like a skinny white man. And they were all angels and they would go undercover to like save people. And... Looking back, talk about a show that did not age well with the people they were saving. Oh. I bet you can imagine. Oh, One yeah. of me. <laughs> <laughs> they just stopped by Mercy House. Wait, so the main four people, like Valerie Bertinelli, that guy, Della Reese, and the other woman, were they were the angels? You just said a lot of names. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, the main people were the angels that come down from heaven they go undercover and then they would always like reveal themselves as angels and it would be like the soap opera lighting and they would like have a halo and then they would be like god loves you he's been watching you i had no (laughs) idea that the angels were the main characters Uh, wow now i've been touched by an angel I've heard of that show. I just never knew what it was about. Apparently, we weren't missing anything, Bridget. Yeah, similar to Sophie's (laughs) Choice. Who knew? Oh, all right. Let's move on. So, So Mary realizes she's pregnant. So she heads to Planned Parenthood, where Cassandra and Roland spot her. Now, I need to tell you the story of when I went to Planned Parenthood in college. I went to college in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. In the year, like, 2006, it was. So when I started to get promiscuous girl, Nelly Furtado, I wanted to see if I uh, made any poor choices. So then I was like, I need to get tested for HIV. So I went to the Planned Parenthood, which the closest one was a half hour away. And back then, 2006, you couldn't get a rapid test. So you found out in like 10 days if you had it. Oh, Jesus. So the, I know. <laughs> so the next 10 days were like the worst of my life. So then because I'm dramatic, like in my head, this seemed like a normal thing to do. But probably not maybe looking back on it 
I made a reservation at Applebee's for my closest friends because if I was dying, I wanted to tell them all in one place. And if I didn't have it, I <laughs> I uh, wanted to celebrate. So-, so you're literally Michael Scott from The Office having your happy <laughs> yeah. box and sad box, only yours took place at Applebee's. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had the waitress put out balloons and she's like, what color? I was like, let's do rainbow. So then so then she came and she's like, what are we celebrating? I was like, I don't have any. So yeah, the no age. Did your dinner. friends know what the theme of the dinner was, or did they arrive like they thought they were just having a dinner at Applebee's and they showed up to Rainbow Balloons and you being like HIV free? And did you open the results there with them? Or yes, did they- good question, Bridget. No, so that is a good question. I should have. I should have made someone else read it, like America's Next Top Model. <laughs> <laughs> Two results stand before me, but only one will be the subject of tonight's dinner. <laughs> no, me and two other friends got tested, so we all went. They didn't plan any dinners, I guess. They didn't care. <laughs> they didn't care about their They did? Yeah, no. So then, like, we all got our results together. We were all fine. And then I was like, you want to come to my dinner where seven other people will be there as well? And that's my Planned Parenthood story. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I understand Planned Parenthood is a little different for girls. So so if there's anything you want to share, feel free. If not, we can just jump. I went once and it was like a normal experience. They just like really checked out like my bag and like I had to go through like a like a security Sorry, I thought that thing. was a euphemism so for a second. I, so I, I thought <laughs> I, they were I thought very I thorough. The first letter, <laughs> <laughs> but they like patted me down. They like looked at my purse, like everything. It's like okay, they like thought I had weapons on me. I guess people like will go there and try to hurt people, yeah. which is sad. Yeah, but- like Cassandra <laughs> said, there's two reasons people go. Yeah, a pipe bomb or <laughs> no AIDS dinner. <laughs> <laughs> So when Hillary Faye throws a prayer circle for Dean's faggotry, I'm allowed to say it, <laughs> their friendship quickly dissolves. And between Hill Faye's hypocrisy and the Dean situation, Mary starts to doubt the power of prayer. So she begins testing out other spiritual releases. Uh, Chelsea, I'm going to put you on the spot. Now's a good time to talk about the shrine in the middle of your home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Bonnie. <laughs> you mean my tower of crystals? Yes. That's that's what I mean. When Cassandra took the crystal off Mary's chest, I literally said, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) I have so normalized my excessive crystals that like, I forget when somebody knew because you and Quinn a couple weeks ago came and visited and I like forget that it's just not normal. I have like a straight up giant bookshelf in like the main center part of my home just filled with crystals. You think you're in the charmed attic. I blame (laughs) 90s witches. I really do. I think there is a direct pipeline from all of the witch content millennials consumed in the 90s to crystals now because Mm. I'm like, if I just like charged this rock in one specific way, (laughs) all of my life's problems will go away. Like if I just put it under the full moon and manifest my destiny, I will be rich. Yeah. I know nothing about crystals. It's it's not just like a decoration. You have to take it oh, out. No, and no you need to like cleanse it in the sun or in the them too? I dabble a little bit. I'm not as not as much as Chelsea, I don't think, but <laughs> <laughs> just a little. I'm like a baby witch. Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah. So like I'll like put it out in the full moon in the window to charge. You like think about what you want to manifest that month. You like cleanse it. So like she had the clear quartz on her chest, and that's one that you can charge your other crystals with or cleanse it. It's like some Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, it goes deep. Like I was researching when I first like bought my starter kit and I was like, there's so many crystals and they mean so much. Like, uh, it's a lot. (laughs) Maybe I should try it. You should. I just don't want to be left out. You two do it. So now I want to be part of the You're going to do it. And then in like two months time, you're going to be full Spencer Pratt. Like I'm going to be like, Donnie, (laughs) where did your microphone go? And you're going to be like, I lost my home. I sold my microphone. I have this giant crystal though. So I'm fine. (laughs) Well, as I already said, if a celebrity does it, I do it. So I did look at Pratt Daddy crystals, but (laughs) it was a little out of my price point for something I don't know how to use. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His are quite expensive. Yeah. Instead of... I just started Buddhism instead. <laughs> if, it, if it worked for Tina Turner, it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. Or Crystal Bless, I guess, too. <laughs> 
So Cassandra and Roland see Mary, so they befriend her and take her shopping for clothes to hide the baby bump using Hillary Fay's credit card. I have no stories about <laughs> Yeah, and I'll card. keep it brief because I haven't like stolen anybody's credit card or anything <laughs> like that. But I do think the most unrealistic part of this movie for me was the fact that Mary was able to keep this pregnancy a secret for as long as she did because with both of my daughters – there was no way in hell I would have been able to hide any sort of bump. I looked nine months pregnant. I mean, I'm a <laughs> short person. And so I had nowhere to go, but just like straight out. I looked nine months pregnant from the time I was like three months on like the bane of my existence, because I also had like pregnancy rage. Everything made me mad when I was pregnant, but people would come up to me like strangers. Number one, don't touch my bump. Mm. Don't touch me. Mm -hmm. That's so weird. But also they would come up to me and be like, any day now, oh, mommy's ready to pop. And I'd be like, bitch, I have six months left. Mommy is not about to pop. Mommy is just fat. <laughs> the audacity. Oh, my God. Uh, people are the worst. Let's just normalize. Don't say anything to a pregnant woman except for, oh, my God, you're so stunning. You're so beautiful. You're glowing. Your hair looks amazing. You're perfection. Don't say anything else, people. Right. The woman like needs to be like visibly pregnant, too. Like, you can't just yes. be a few, because, like, what if she's not? Right. Like, well, that's what the things you just said to say are all great, because then if you're not pregnant, then you're just like, no, glowing from <laughs> the sun. <laughs> what skincare routine are you using? <laughs> what moisturizer? I've got to get some. Yeah, but the whole movie, I'm like, she's not showing. She's not showing. She's not showing. Then at the end, she just has the baby. I'm like, I forgot she was pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, because she got pregnant in the summer. Before summer. And, yeah, and yeah. she didn't start showing until a little after Christmas. All right, hmm. whatever. Good genes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we already talked a little bit about Patrick, but Pastor Skip's missionary skateboarder son, Patrick, is interested in Mary. And Pastor Skip is not having it. So he makes him join the school musical so he doesn't have time to date. And the school musical is Jesus Christ Superstar. So... He just hangs on a cross and moans in the scene that we see. I'm sure he does other stuff. But Jesus Christ Superstar is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite musicals. If it is done artsy, like if the costumes, you can't tell when they're supposed to take place. That's perfect. If they're too time specific, I hate it. Don't mm. show it to me. I don't want to see it. If you said it in the 70s, don't want to see it. If you said it in Bible times, don't want to see it. If they all look like the Hunger Games, then we're talking. That is the perfect production of Jesus Christ Superstar. So I had lucked out and uh, every production of Jesus Christ Superstar I saw was like very Hunger Gamesy. Or one time they were all in leather. At that high school where that boy went, they were all in leather with no I have so many. <laughs> follow-up questions about the drama teacher there that they were doing naked horse plays and then he decided his direction for that particular play was going to be just leather to be fair it was in the year 2000 so it was very like matrixy okay mm. yeah okay. Bridget gets it. you're just not artsy enough chelsea okay yeah <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> they were all leather and then they had guns instead of knives oh. and then there were lasers included. There was a deaf boy in the production. So then they made him just wear white leather and he was an angel that just walked around a lot. Anyway, groundbreaking. Loved it. No, no. I see it. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. It was the best production I've ever seen of it. But then I was like, oh, I love this show. Turns out I don't. I only love it when you're in leather or Hunger Games outfits. So I saw a production of it with my church in Philadelphia, and they did it in Bible clothes. And the whole time I was so pissed. And I was laughing at it because I was like, this is a joke. This is, <laughs> this is really pissed me off. But then I got yelled at because I kept laughing. And then they tried to cover the fact that they brought this rude little kid with them to see this play so then whenever i would laugh like this they would say god bless you I'm like i'm not sneezing i'm laughing i'm being a snarky bitch let me live my life <laughs> oh it was so bad so you were oh, just laughing yeah. openly at this production i couldn't hold it in <laughs> <laughs> okay well i've never seen it so i hope that when i see it the first time it's leather and matrixy <laughs> i'll make sure of it <laughs> or I'll make you watch the John Legend Sarah Barry Ellis production. That's on DVD. Lucky for both of you. I'm going to keep you on after this Zoom. <laughs> Donnie's just going to share his screen after this and make us yeah. stay. 
<laughs> we're just going to be like, um, and that's the last <laughs> podcast I ever did. <laughs> now, I will say this was the point of this movie where I realized that they were setting us up for another like drive me crazy storyline when I realized that Pastor Skip was the one who was also dating the mom. My face blindness was out of control during this movie because there was a point where he parted his hair differently. And I truly was like, is this a different pastor? Is this the same one? But <laughs> Writers in the 90s were obsessed with step-sibling love triangles. They were. Step-sibling love triangles and bets. <laughs> yeah. Curl intention says both. That got me hard, apparently. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched Teen Mom, but I was watching it, and I was like, all I could think of was Teen Mom, like Caitlin and Tyler, and then the girl who plays Mary looks like Janelle to me. Oh. So I was like, I just had Teen Mom on the brain when I was watching it, and she's pregnant. <laughs> It is very Teen Mom. I thought you were going to say Teen Wolf, and I was confused for for a second until my mind caught up. <laughs> um, also, Chelsea, I'm a little angry that this is Easter now in this movie, which means it started in summertime. We're in Easter, and this is where you found out that it was the same man, the pastor and the mom's boyfriend. <laughs> wow. And then she got mad that I asked her. Do you know who Macaulay Culkin is? <laughs> okay. Well, sometimes I like to say things like this just to remind our listeners, like, this is not a shtick. This isn't me being annoying week after week, not knowing people. Like, I truly, it's an affliction. I cannot recognize anyone. And it truly took me an hour into this hour and a half movie to be like, oh, it's the same guy. His dad is the pastor and also the mom's boyfriend. Cool, well, cool, cool. I would like to point out to those same listeners you just spoke to, this is not a shtick, but it is her being annoying week after week. Not knowing, <laughs> not knowing who these people Well, in your defense, a lot of older white men look the same. So thank you. That could be true. two different guys. <laughs> Fair enough. Now that Bridget said it, I'll take your side. <laughs> thank you, Bridget. I'm going to have you back every week. <laughs> so after a year of terrorizing each other, Cassandra finally gets the upper hand over Hillary Faye when she distributes photos of Hillary Faye when she used to be fat and held pigs. <laughs> Hillary spends the night spiraling and praying for Cassandra and Mary to learn their lesson before graffitiing the school to make it look like they did it. And then when their lockers are being investigated, Mary's ultrasound is found and the truth is revealed. Now, I will say, usually you are the one to drop like a super dark fact and I have to be the one to like bring us back on track but this week I watched Saved on Prime Video and I didn't realize that they do this but they give little like facts and trivia throughout like kind of like pop-up video and they dropped this little nugget so buckle up Donnie so according <laughs> to producer Sandy Stern the film went through like 200 rewrites and the original script had hillary faye shooting up the school back to you in the studio donnie jesus and chelsea just did handguns so now i feel threatened i would love to see mandy moore shoot the school up like sorry that's dark but like i'd love to see that i was just gonna say that bridget but then i thought chelsea would yell at me but now that you said it I'm I'm going to say it as well. I'm immediately <laughs> regretting the one single time I did any research for this podcast that this is how it's backfired on me. Now, wait, do you think it was, I mean, it could have been a totally different script where like there's no similarities, but do you think it was this part where she shot the school up or do you think it was prom when she like had her meltdown? I think it would have to be prom, right? Yeah. Because there's no hiding like graffiti you can hide the True. cans you can stash the evidence but if you're the one True. doing the shooting well not necessarily did you see the one tree hill school shooting episode that <laughs> that was bonkers why yeah. i know that like it was a sign of the times not that it's like luckily we've cured all of that and there's no school violence <laughs> right, ever right. now but like it was a weird moment in time where like there was a lot of tv and movie depictions of school shooting when there yeah. was a glee episode about it i knew we had gone too fucking far we've strayed too about far that. from oh god's god. light insane did they sing during it uh no i don't think so like i think it was a very minor 
part. Just a little, a minor, yeah. a minor B plot about a school shooting. So it wasn't them going around like bang, bang. No, 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 no like pumped up kicks performance. Oh, God. They would have done that too. Oh, yeah. Which PSA people, that is not a happy song. I know the beat and the melody tells us that pumped up kicks is a happy song. If you are singing that song as like a going out, going to have a fun night type of song, I encourage you to just look up the lyrics. Don't walk down the aisle to it. (laughs) (laughs) So Mary Cassandra, Patrick, and Macaulay Culkin find out that Hillary Faye spray painted the school. So they show up at prom with this information as leverage. And Hillary Faye swears to God that she didn't frame them. And then when she's called out, she unravels quickly, crashing her van into the billboard Jesus outside of the school iconic yeah that is the one scene where i was like oh i remember this (laughs) if i was going to use a portion of this to audition for something it would be this monarch (laughs) it's iconic yes i do vibe with like her total meltdown but she is a monster she is she is but no she is but like i during this, I understood why. Like, she just loves the rule. <laughs> oh, shut up, you fornicator. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so good. And then when the gays come, she's like, get away from me, you freak. Yeah. Like, just perfection, <laughs> truly. And, then, and what I love about this scene, too, now that I said that, it triggered me. In a good way, like I remember. Pastor Skip, he was fine with the pregnant girl being there, fine with this expelled Jewish girl that gray painted <laughs> the school being there. But when the gays come, he's like, shut it the fuck down. This problem oh, yeah. is a safe space. The only uh, part of this night, besides the meltdown, because, you know, I do have a flair for the dramatics <laughs> and I do love to just like cause a scene, but her trying to cover up her chin zit as somebody who has had literally the same zit on my face since 2020 because of the masks. Like my zit has fully, it has squatters rights at this point. Like it has not left my side since 2020. I felt that deeply in my soul that she was like trying to cover it up. And it was just like, so apparent. I was like, all right, you know what? That might be enough for me to drive my car into a Jesus billboard. Give me a month. And I too, I'm going to be like, vroom, vroom, motherfucker. Here I go. Same. Especially like at your prom too. Why was that her like chosen look first of all her haircut in the whole movie was a mess it was like mrs brady but one side was curled in and one side was curled out it was crazy Mm -hmm. it was so deranged but then prom she brings her own tiara and wears like a wilma flintstone bun and a scarf (laughs) the scarf was off-putting for sure i know that we loved an accessory in the early aughts but it wasn't just her it was also her sidekick Mm -hmm. the nerd turned best friend Tia who I have to say Donnie the whole movie you know I like to place ourselves in the roles the whole movie I was thinking that you were Hillary Faye because of the rule following I know you're gonna whatever I'm just gonna say it I have to speak my truth you're a Slytherin and also you're a Tia because when she takes the tiara from the car and like kisses it and puts it on her head I'm like oh that's Donnie yeah (laughs) can't deny it (laughs) i think i always want to be like the regina george or the hillary fay or the whatever but i'm actually the gretchen wieners or the tia who wants to be regina george or hillary fay so like it it makes sense and tia like i know those other people came to prom with the credit card statement but tia is the one that brought her down she's like the true person in power because she was like waiting for the moment and then she was like oh no i have the proof right here here you go not only was she waiting for the moment she made her swear to god in front of everybody she said (laughs) swear it hillary Faye," and then she does and then she's like oh i got this (laughs) yeah because hillary was a bitch for the whole movie like she was horrible to her so she's like i'm having my moment right now yes (laughs) when cassandra comes drunk to the food court she's like ew you smell like tea dad nobody asked me to do that. so rude i laugh so rude. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, so then mary has her baby at the prom and everyone minus the christian jewels show up at the hospital as some kind of like little freak family of misfits it's very cute <laughs> it was cute and that was there's something about mothers and daughters like I've told the story many times that my mom like cackled when I had my first daughter and then cackled even louder when I had my second daughter. She also used to talk about how raising girls 
was so much harder than raising boys. To clarify for the new listeners, it's just me and my brother. So it's me. I am girls. Like when my mom would be like, I don't know, girls are just so much tougher. It was me. She was just talking about. So it's just like the dynamics between mothers and daughters always make me laugh. And good Lord, when Mary's mom like shows up and hops into the ambulance, I was like fully sobbing. And that's when I knew, like, I knew I liked the movie, but that's when I was like, I love this movie. I cried when she was watching Jeopardy and when they said there's no place I come, then she went yeah. to check where Mary was. I cried. And my mm-hmm. husband was like, what are you crying about? I was like, it's just going to get worse from here. Because then, <laughs> then when Dean shows up and says, mm-hmm. I know in my heart that Jesus loves me, cried during that too. That used to be <laughs> that used to be on Facebook when you could write what religion you were. That just, I didn't write a religion. I just read that. I know in my heart Jesus loves me. Oh. Saved 2004. (laughs) So so once that Jeopardy scene happens, I'm just tears until the end of the movie. Yeah, when the mom gets in the ambulance, she's like, I'm not missing this party. That was so sweet. sweet. Now, she did let her daughter go nine months without her realizing that she was pregnant. (laughs) But, you know, she made up for it in the end. Yeah, she was horny for Pastor Skip. She was trying to figure out if he was the same guy as the pastor or not. Before we get to final thoughts, I have made my decision, Bridget. Again, this is going to be nothing to you, but I do want to sort you into a house. And I think in my heart of hearts, I do think you're a Gryffindor. So I think you would be with Harry Potter. I feel like you have a brave spirit about you. You're a Gryffindor. So now we've got one from each house. We just need a Ravenclaw. Because again, just to clarify, Donnie is a Slytherin. (laughs) And feel free, people, if you want to leave a five-star review and tell us what house you would sort (laughs) us in, go for it. You can prove me wrong with a five-star review. That's fine. So... Final thoughts, and I'm going to change it up a little bit. So we've been doing, if we could cast this movie in a remake, who would we cast? But I also want to open it up just because it has been very euphoria heavy, just because I think like all of us don't know any young people. So we're like, oh, euphoria. But I will say we can either cast a remake or if you have the plot for like a sequel or a remake, give that as well. Because I would like to start. I changed the assignment so that I could give my answer. (laughs) (laughs) I think the same premise because the premise is genius, but I think change it out of Christianity and into Scientology and cast Leah Remedy as the mom, just as like a wink and a nod. Ooh, that's really good. With Tom Cruise as Pastor Skep. Yeah, I love it. He's going to be the Christian band that quits midway through. (laughs) Ooh, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. That sounds amazing. I might send it to her now. I want there to be a sequel and like, cause the baby now is what I don't, I'm not good at math, but like what, like 17, 18. Yeah. So see where the baby is now. And like, it would be cool to have the same cast and it would be cool because Dean and then his boyfriend, hopefully still together. And then Patrick and Mary together. So like raising the baby with like four parents, you know, another modern family. I love that. Yeah. See where the baby is now. It just can't take place on January 6th or we know where Hillary Faye. (laughs) 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 Oh, but yeah, I would watch a sequel for sure. And now that this is us is ending, Mandy Moore needs a job. Yep. So I made a reboot. So as Mary, I have Haley Steinfeld from Hawkeye or Dickinson. You know who that is, Chelsea? Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> yes, She's yes, also yes. a singer. Okay, good. Hillary Faye. I mean, I'm just going to do it. Zendaya. Cassandra. Mm-hmm. I have Julia Garner, who is inventing Anna. I looked up Jewish actresses in their 20s because this is 2022 <laughs> now. So I do think we need to... Have representation. Right, yeah. We're not going to cast people that aren't. Which brings me to Roland. I typed in actors in a wheelchair in their 20s, and nobody came up. So we'll hold a casting call for Macaulay Culkin's part. Patrick is Jarell Jerome from Moonlight and When They See Us. And Tia is Abigail Breslin. Okay. Okay. I like that. Does that mean that you hate her because you hate Heather (laughs) Maserati or whatever? No, they're just the same type. We don't need to get into that. Okay. <laughs> you can read your mind. I know what you mean. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. That's a button to Donnie's earlier comment in the episode. <laughs> Anywho, so final, final thoughts. What for us about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster? 
Uh, Mandy Moore's hair aged like blockbuster. <laughs> I'd say so. That was kind of well. Maybe it. I'm just maybe I'm just telling on myself. No, that you was, didn't. You had this haircut right here. Mine was like more mullety though. Oh, yeah. But that's like cooler though. Like it, when it's like more um, mullet, it's cool. When it's that, it's just like, are you trying to grow your hair out? What's what's going on? Like, yeah, not on <laughs> me because I also would do the like front, not quite the snooky clip, but I would do like the clip of the front. It was a bad yeah. look. I look like I have a mullet in my high school yearbook photo from that year. But the issue was I brought a picture of Kristen Cavalieri from the hills to the hairdresser and I was never going to achieve that hairstyle. Mm, so yeah. it was more reminiscent of this hairstyle okay like the short shag Kristen yeah yeah. layers (laughs) yeah unfortunate yikes (laughs) yeah I honestly feel like pretty much everything from this movie aged really well like the message the social commentary the cleverness everything the only things that didn't are like the blatant fat phobia that like the punchline to Mandy Moore's character is that she was like really fat and got shipped off to fat camp. And then also the R word being dropped, like literally yeah. 10 seconds into the movie. I'm like, Oh, yeah. yep. 2004. Here we are. <laughs> I have yeah. the uh, R word and I have someone actually in a wheelchair playing role and as things mm. that age like blockbuster and then aged. Well, also the same exact thing you said. I said, the messages hold up very well. Yeah. Which- it's yeah. alarming that that it still works 18 years later. So on that note, <laughs> I have to say again, I I loved this movie. I really did. I think this might have been one of my favorite movies that we've covered. Wow, look at that. Yes. You've been saved. <laughs> I have. I'm going to start speaking in tongues and raising my hands like a 2004 Donnie. I won't laugh. <laughs> So, Bridget, before we go, let everyone know where they can follow you and find you. So you can follow me on Instagram at literaltrash2004 if you like celebrity throwbacks and like random photos of celebrities. I got you. So. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. And thank you for coming. I had so much so, fun. I know. I love this movie and I had such a blast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you later. Love, love you like a sister. sister. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at RealDonnyWood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at OnoChelse on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to to you later. later. Love you like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.